Today's episode features some reselling news that crosses over into the world of sports, a weekly recap, and a look at what sold on eBay. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome once again to an episode of Galaxy CDs, Rocks and Flips. If this is your first time here, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller working out of the Batcave here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel is all about the flip life. A quick thank you to all of the recent subscribers. I had, for some reason, a big jump. Uh, relatively big. It was about a half a dozen people. <laughs> uh, but for me, that feels like a big deal. So welcome to all of you new subscribers and to anybody that's just stumbling on the channel for the first time. And of course, to all of my regulars and a special shout out to my OG28, my original uh, cast of characters that were here at the very, very beginning. With that out of the way, that's a hell of a way to start an episode, right? Uh, let's start off with some reselling news. News updates. So there's not a ton since we did this just on Sunday, but there are a couple of things I wanted to hit. Uh, first up, eBay has announced that they are going to do another seller check-in this month. They just had one a couple of weeks ago at the end of February. There's going to actually be two for any of you who are uh, watching or listening in Canada on March 18th from 2 until 3 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. There will actually be a Canadian-only reseller check-in. So if you're in Canada, uh, be sure to be on the lookout for that. There should be details within eBay on how to sign up to participate in that. In the United States, uh, 4.30 Eastern on March 30th will be the next seller check-in. I believe you can register for that now. Um, those are, they can be interesting. The last one that I attended was not particularly so. It was very kind of high-level strategy stuff. There wasn't a lot of kind of meat and potatoes there, but they can be pretty useful. So if you have an opportunity to check in at the seller check-in, I would highly recommend it. Moving on. Interesting news this week from the world of sports. So teams occasionally introduce new jerseys or throwback jerseys. And it's generally speaking, a pretty tightly held secret within the organization. They don't want the image to get out in advance. They want to do a big public show, uh, have some players on hand and kind of do a big deal about it. Unfortunately, there is a reseller out there. Uh, I, I think his name is in these articles, but in the last couple of weeks, he has actually broken what he claims to be Cleveland Browns throwback jerseys and the first revision to the Cincinnati Bengals jersey in a long, long time. So these leaked on eBay. Um, the user's name is Original Jersey 81. He claims to have both the black and the orange alternate versions of the Cincinnati Bengals upcoming uniforms, as well as the Cleveland Browns throwback uniform. Nobody from the teams has come forth to say that these are, in fact, the genuine article, but they certainly appear to be legit. So I have no idea where this dude got his hand on these, but if you're, I don't imagine that the Cincinnati Bengals one is really that big a deal. <laughs> uh, they have been epically awful 
for as long as most of us can remember. Um, I'll show my age a little bit here. I, I actually remember when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl twice, uh, what seems like an eternity ago. And it has been uh, pretty much decades of ineptitude since then. But uh, these new jerseys, you know, with a new quarterback and all that jazz, maybe they're on to something. But uh, I don't know if these are still listed on eBay or not. I didn't go to check. But uh, as of last week, this fella had what appeared to be a couple of news stories that broke. The last thing we're going to cover for today in the news is... There's an article, and as always, I will link to these in the show notes and the description below on CNN Business. Um, it's actually a video, but the high point of it is, uh, I believe it's the CEO of Etsy who is being interviewed, and he makes the claim that 80% of the sellers on Etsy are women. I guess that number doesn't surprise me, given that it's a, a very craft-oriented site, but 80% seemed like an extraordinarily high number. Let me know what you think about that. If you sell on Etsy, if you're a man or a woman, and let us know what your results have been there. Um, we had some some kind of bad news over the weekend about Etsy. So this was an interesting tidbit. I don't know if it's particularly newsworthy, but it caught my eye uh, because the percentage was so enormous. And on now to the weekly business recap. We're kind of changing up the order of this thing a little bit. I got to try to keep it fresh, right? <laughs> uh, last week was another really stellar week here at the Galaxy. Um, it just keeps on churning. Every every week, I reach a point where I'm like, okay, the bottom's going to drop out, and this week's not going to be as good as last week. And every week, it just keeps humming right along. Uh, we'll start off with listings for last week. I managed to get 135 new listings put up, so that was pretty good. I'm not going to be anywhere near that this week at the time of recording. Uh, I have relisted four auctions that have closed, but that is literally all I've listed so far this week. By the time you're seeing this, I probably will have some up, but I'm really concentrating on doing some sourcing this week. Um, I've got some stuff here that I can work with, but it's a lot of kind of low-end stuff. And as I said to someone in the comments of another video, I'm ready to be out of the Batcave. So I've been out hitting some thrift stores. Um, I'm going to an estate sale later today, which hopefully there'll be some video of that up sometime tomorrow, which would be Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, that's kind of what, what's going on here this week. So 135 listings for last week. That resulted in 94 items sold or 94 sales. I guess there were more items than that because some of them were like combo packs and you know whatnot. But uh, 94 sales that totaled 19.28 and 64 cents. So another really solid week. Last week there for the longest time, my average sales were kind of in that 13 to 1400 dollar range. And here over the last probably five or six weeks, they have been $1,700 to $2,000 pretty much week in and week out. Uh, knock wood that that continues. That has been absolutely fantastic. Those sales broke down like this. The first one I'm going to give you, just crazy. <laughs> uh, so I used to have a website where I did write-ups and information on supplements and you know minerals and vitamins and all that kind of stuff. And I did some writing and I submitted it to medium.com. And those articles, if, if people give them the, a clap or whatever it is, you could earn some money from that. So last month, it's been 
two years since I wrote anything for Medium.com, but someone clapped for one of my articles, and I made two whole cents. (laughs) Oh, man. Two cents on uh, Medium.com last month. So, We'll take it. It's hey, it's two cents I didn't have before, so whatever. But uh, when I got that deposit, I was like, what in the world is this? And I had to go back and look. Just crazy. Uh, I got $11.40 from Anchor from the podcast. That is actually the last money I will receive from Anchor. Um, when you start a podcast with Anchor, they will be your sponsor up to right around $50. Mine closed out at $52.50 total, which took me not quite a year to get to. So certainly not huge money, but it was nice to get a little bit here and there. Uh, so $11.40, and that is it. I am now I am out of sponsors everywhere. If you would like to do something to support this channel, there's a couple things you could do. Number one, whack that thumbs up button. I always appreciate that. And it does help the channel tremendously. So if you're enjoying what you're seeing here today, please feel free at some point during the proceedings to smack that thumbs up button. If you would like to contribute in any way financially, there is a PayPal link in the video description and in the about me page on the YouTube channel and also within the description on the podcast. So feel free. You can support me there. You can support me directly at Anchor. Or if you'd like, you can visit my Teespring store and pick up some really nice Galaxy swag. Get yourself a nice shirty shirt or a coffee mug or something. (laughs) Uh, That would be helpful as well. So anything that you would like to do, uh, the bare minimum, and again, it's as valuable to me as anything, is hitting that thumbs up button. So if you'd like to do something for the channel, I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. Continuing on, uh, $14.89 at the Westchester Antique Center. So really pretty poor week over there last week. I did $15 worth of interpersonal sales, things that were not really associated with anything online. Uh, $32.68 on Bonanza. So still every week, seemingly, um, as I got ready to start this recording, I got a little ching and sold something else on Bonanza. So Bonanza continues to generate a little bit of business each and every week. There is a link again in the show notes in the description below. If you're not signed up on Amazon or on uh, Bonanza, it is a really easy thing to do. It's essentially fully automated. Once it's done, if you use my link, the first time you make a sale, I'll earn some Bonanza points. And as it turns out, that's worth about 10 bucks to me in uh, credit towards my bill. So that's not uh, that's not too hateful. Someone, a viewer, I don't know who, thank you. Someone did sign up using that link and made their first sale last week. That's part of this 3268 was $10 in credit towards my bill. So thank you very much. Lastly, eBay, $18.54 and 65 cents. So cost of goods sold last week, $45.21, leaving me with a gross margin of 97.66%. So some of those things obviously are 100% margin because there's no cost associated with something like the sponsorship or whatever. And when they get lumped into the general sales, it kind of exaggerates that gross margin number a little bit, but 97.66%. 1883 and 43 cents. Expenses for the week. 
remember if you caught last week's episode, I talked about I made some expenditures on the last day of February, which was also the first day of last week. So you're going to hear about those expenditures again that make this week seem a little out of whack, relatively speaking. eBay fees totaled $282.73. Uh, outbound shipping was three seventy seven twenty nine, and then I had some supplies and my my next month's rent at the Westchester Antique Center. So total expenses were one thousand eighty eight dollars and sixty five cents. That left me with a net profit of forty one point two one percent, or seven hundred ninety four dollars and seventy eight cents. So still in all. A really good week. My target, for those of you who may not have heard it before, anything over $700 a week, net pre-tax profit for me, I consider it to be a win. That's way more than I need to cover my expenses. We've talked about that before. If you're new here, just to give you a little bit of background, it's just me and Josie the cat. I don't have, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not married. I don't have any kids living with me. I got nothing going on but my house and my car payment. So, my personal cost of living is fairly low, so I don't I don't need to make uh, $100,000 a year in order to make being a full-time reseller a viable option for me. This was more about, and I talked about this on my Instagram. Uh, if you're not following me there, shameless plug, uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram. But I talked about this last week when I went out for the first of a number of walks. It was nice to be able to just take off and go do something for myself. And that was one of the reasons that I got into this. I'm not I'm not really to retirement age just yet, but clawing back some of my time, I spent approximately 30 years in retail and customer service-oriented businesses where I was working 55 and 60 hours a week at someone else's discretion. And it's nice to, to have that time back. And that, to me, has been worth more than the money that I could make over there. So it's a trade-off, but in my particular case, one that I have very easily been able to make. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid, please leave me a review. That would be awesome. If you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my Podchaser page where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips, and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. All right, let's talk about some of the stuff that I sold last week on eBay that led to that extraordinary number. This first item. You may recall, if you've been following along, that I bought that big lot of model railroad memorabilia and owner's manuals. This first item is a Marklin DL800 HO scale locomotive instruction manual. This is from, man, I want to say maybe the 1940s or 1950s. Went for $24.50 with free shipping on 10 bids. This was actually a really disappointing sale because this sold a week actually two weeks previously at auction for $72.50, but the guy never paid. <laughs> uh, so, you know, one of one of the big complaints with eBay is that they, they don't have immediate payment required, which is a little difficult to do on an auction. You could set it up to where a payment method was on file, and if you bid, you were committing to pay whatever that amount was. 
there is a way they could do it. They've just chosen not to. In that particular case, it cost me not quite $50. So a little disappointing. Uh, still happy to sell this. I own it for a nickel. So $24.50 out of a nickel is not too hateful. But uh, $72.50 would have been a heck of a lot more fun. <laughs> uh, this next item. Again, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw I posted uh, a big tub full of DVDs. And I mentioned, you know, I always tell people, I tell my family, I tell my friends, hey, I'm a reseller. And sometimes they will just give you stuff. My niece and her man gave me a giant tub full of DVDs. A lot of them were not particularly valuable. um, And they made their way over to my antique booth. But some of them, like this one, we're not too bad. This is the uh, Charles B. Pierce's original, The Legend of Boggy Creek. This came out in, I think, the 1970s. The movie did. And the DVD apparently is fairly scarce. I don't know if there's something weird about it. As soon as I listed it and it cross-posted to Bonanza, Bonanza actually deleted it for some reason. Um, said it was not, not something I could sell on their site. I have no idea why. Uh, nonetheless, Less than 24 hours later, someone on eBay purchased it for $27.99 with free shipping. My cost of goods sold, $0. Next up, I had sold something from this band months and months ago, FYP, My Man Grumpy. This is from 1997. It was a new and sealed CD from Recess Records, uh, as I understand it. This is a pretty cool punk rock band. $29.99 with free shipping. This came out of the big lot of CDs that I own for three and a half cents. This next item was a massive, massive book. Uh, The official military atlas of the Civil War maps and engravings. I had it listed in the title as oversized because it was 16 and a half by 13 and a half weighed I don't know, I want to say about 10 pounds. It was a huge book. I had to Frankenbox a couple of boxes together to even ship this thing. Uh, this was from the big 2500 book lot. So I own this for a quarter. This went for $30 with free shipping. Shipping was a little bit expensive, even at media rate, but this still ended up being a $20 profit item. So pretty nice. It's not one I would probably buy individually. If I get it for a buck or two, probably I would go ahead and grab it. But big books like that are, I don't like shipping that big heavy stuff. (laughs) Uh, I like slipping a CD or a paperback into a bubble mailer and being done with it. I don't like taking the time to Frankenbox stuff together, but nonetheless, 30 bucks from 25 cents. Next up, I picked these up at a garage sale last year. I paid $10 for the lot. Uh, General Electric Show and Tell Phono Viewer. This was a lot of 15 records with slides. So this machine essentially had a a little like a 45 RPM, 7-inch record player, and then a place where you could insert these slides of pictures. And the the slides would move kind of with the story, and you got to see the images that went along with the record. Really interesting item. I've never seen one of the players actually in the flesh. I would imagine they're probably worth quite a bit of money. Again, I paid $10 for 15 of these, um, sold for $30 with free shipping. I was hopeful that this would bring more. I think I had it listed for $44.99. I accepted a best offer of $30 because I'd just been sitting on them for a long, long time. I probably, 
I'd be hesitant to buy them again. Um, I would definitely buy one of the players if I could find it and could test it to make sure it was working. Uh, but these were really interesting little kind of show and tell story things. Next up, another pretty big book. It's not as big as the last one, but it was still an oversized book. Uh, Battleships, Axis and Neutral Battleships in World War II. This came from Jane's. Uh, if you've been following along, I've talked about the Jane's Navy and airplane books previously. They, generally speaking, do fairly well. This is another case of a book from the lot that I own for a quarter that brought $40 with free shipping. Another of those uh, Greenberg's Guides to Lionel Trains. Talked about these over the last several episodes. Part of the big lot that I bought, I own this for five cents. Went for $50 with free shipping. So again, if you're out, even if you're not a book guy, if you see these Greenberg's Guide to particularly to the Lionel Trains, they are worth some, some good, good money. On average, I've probably come close to $40 a piece on this with a low of about 18 and a high of $130. Uh, so they're, they're pretty valuable. Next up, again, if you're on Instagram, you saw this last week. Uh, the History of the Republic of Venice. This is a book from 1850. You can see from the picture I posted here, the cover the front cover was actually detached from the spine, so this book had what you would consider to be fairly significant damage. The contents were okay. The binding was actually pretty solid. Just the cover had become detached. Still brought $50.99 with free shipping. Part of the big lot, again, an item I own for a quarter. This next sale was, there's nothing in here that is a individually a particularly big sale. But this just kind of shows what you can do if you list a lot of books and a lot of media and you kind of have that long tail stuff. I had one buyer that purchased six different listings from me. Uh, two of them were, actually three of them were lots of books that I had for 10 or 12 bucks that I owned for not a whole bunch of money. A couple of individual books, all said and done. She bought six listings or he for a total of $67 with free shipping. So don't be afraid on those low-value items. Again, a $10 or $12 pair of books. Sometimes they will sell on their own. Sometimes you'll find somebody who finds a whole bunch of stuff in your store that they like, and they spend a pretty decent amount of money. Um, cost of goods sold on this is a little hard to tell because there were so many different individual items, but this was still an all. Uh, my average cost of goods sold on books is somewhere around 27 cents. So you can do the math on this. It was still a pretty good sale. I don't know if I had shown this previously on Instagram or not. Um, prior to having sold it, I was at a garage or estate sale a couple of weeks ago, and I dug to the bottom of a bin of what looked to be broken and junk toys. And lo and behold, there was this Star Wars Lego Obi-Wan's Jedi, Jedi Interceptor. It was new in a box. The box was a little rough. It had some shelfware, and obviously it was at the bottom of this tub, so it was not pristine. But this thing is fairly sought after and fairly hard to find. It was $10. Uh, turned into $89.99 plus shipping at auction. It only got one bid. There were seven watchers, so at the last five minutes, I was hopeful that it might ramp up. I had seen, this was kind of at the low end of the comps. I'd seen some selling at a hundred plus. I was hoping it would take off. 
in this case, I think the condition of the box, which I disclosed pretty well in the pictures and in the description, um, probably turned some people away. But still, 90 bucks from $10, um, that's something I would do fairly regularly. This next item, in an ordinary week, this is probably your flip of the week. This is also out of that big lot of 2,500 books that I own for a quarter. The Ruins of Ancient Rome, Drawings of French Architects. This was a really interesting book, hardcover in a cardboard slipcase that had all kinds of architectural drawings of ancient Roman structures. Really, really fascinating book. I had it listed for, I want to say, $149.99. I got a best offer on it for $125 with free shipping. Again, I own it for a quarter. That is a massive, massive return on investment. Just, again, to give you kind of a picture of that, this item is $125. The next item, which will be your flip of the week, uh, is even more than this. Those two items combined are going to be over half of what I paid for that entire lot. So um, if you have an opportunity, again, if you're into media and you don't mind the work and you've got the room to store the stuff, there are some huge, huge wins out there. And as I said, your flip of the week. It's the same as last week's, but different. I mentioned last week when I sold that book, that collection of Italian naval magazines, that I had one more in stock, and that is this one. Uh, the Italian Navy, volumes one through three, had four issues bound in this really nice red leather binding. I don't know if it's the same buyer that bought the one last week. This one went for a little bit less money because it didn't have quite as much value. It was a little bit smaller, uh, but it still brought $152.99 plus shipping. So those two things combined, I can't remember last week's was like 170 some dollars. So those two things combined were 320, 330 plus the book from Rome at 125. I only paid $460 for the entire 2,500 book lot. So you can see where you can, again, if you don't mind the grind, you can afford to sell a lot of 10 and $12 books because your money is already made on these bigger items out of those lots. So if you can identify a lot that has some really high value items in it, you can grind away with kind of the bread and butter, 10 and 12 bucks here, and that is all pure, pure profit. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Let me know in the comments what you thought. What do you think of this flip of the week? What do you think of what we sold? Let us know, as always, how your week is going. Be on the lookout for what I hope will be a pretty cool estate sale, which will be happening depending on when you're watching this, later today, or it's already happened. <laughs> uh, but I'm really excited for this. It's a Wednesday estate sale, which is kind of weird, but we're going to go check it out. It was by appointment only. I have literally the last appointment of the first day of the sale, so I'm excited to get up there and check that out. With that, thank you, as always, for spending a little bit of your time here with me. And now, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.